Section 15 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 5, Number 3, March 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maggie Travers. Section 15 Taming the Smaller Wild Animals by Alda M. Mills. There is a great difference in the dispositions of the small wild animals, some quickly responding to care and petting, while others seem incapable of being tamed. It is the same with birds. I have found owls, hawks, and other species very easily tamed, while prairie chickens and quail appear to be incapable of domestication even in a small degree. They will lose considerable fear of human beings if left in their freedom to become accustomed to their near approach, but if placed in captivity they pine away and die, or, finding some avenue of escape, wander away and are lost. The nearest approach to domestication in the prairie chicken tribe I ever noted was that of a young bird that grew up with a flock of young turkeys. We noticed it among the turkeys when they were quite small, the prairie chicken must have been considerably older than the turkeys, as at first it was larger than they were, but they rapidly gained on it and were soon much the largest. However, the little wildling clung to its adopted family, and in the fall, when the turkeys came and roosted in the plum trees near the buildings, it came too, and after a time lost most of its shyness and, strangest of all, adopted the turkey's mode of roosting in the trees. Later on, however, it disappeared, probably joining a flock of its own kind. The common striped ground squirrel is very easily tamed if taken while young and will soon learn to come if called by name, and will learn many little tricks. The gray squirrels, though much prettier than the striped ones, are naturally shyer and harder to tame. Rabbits of the several species inhabiting the United States are capable of domestication in a degree though of all I ever owned but one would return at my call when allowed its liberty out of doors. Western jackrabbits, when young, make most interesting and beautiful pets, and while confined, seem to lose all fear. Notwithstanding their prettiness and their soft cuddling ways, they are stupid little things, all their knowledge seeming to come through the cause of their appetites. Minks and weasels have too fierce a nature to accept domestication, and so far as I have observed, show not the slightest degree of affection for the one who feeds them. That odorous animal, the skunk, however, is very susceptible to kindness, and will become as tame and tractable as a pet dog. One of the most interesting pets I ever had was a skunk taken when very young. It was allowed its full freedom, and would follow me around, come at my call and do many little tricks at command, and was as playful as a kitten. Being thoroughly tamed, it did not make use of its objectionable means of offense and defense, though when frightened it often threatened to. As in the case of the prairie chicken, my pet skunk also disappeared when it was nearly grown, thinking perhaps that it could make a better living for itself than I could furnish it. Its favorite food was insects such as may beetles and their larvae, grasshoppers, and almost every kind of bug, worm, or beetle, 
Even hairy caterpillars were devoured after being rolled or molded with its paws to rub off most of the hairs. This little pet of mine was never troubled with dyspegia or indigestion, and crammed its capacious stomach with a vast amount of food, mostly insects, though small mammals, eggs, birds, and once a young chicken were devoured with relish. Mice of many species can be tamed to some extent, though I have found one of the shyest species, when in a wild state, to be the most readily and thoroughly tameable. I refer to the deer mice. They are pretty, yellowish-brown creatures, white underneath, and have large, dark, brilliant eyes and erect ears, giving them a very handsome expression. Their hind legs are much longer and stronger than those of the ordinary mouse, and they are capable of making extraordinary leaps like the animals from which they get their common name. When tamed, they will learn little easy tricks such as sitting erect and begging for food, coming when called by name, etc., and are not so ready to use their teeth on the slightest provocation, as are their cousins, the blue-field mice. By making pets of wild animals, much can be learned of their habits, dispositions, and characteristics, especially their food habits, which, in the wild state, exert so much influence in the economy of nature as checks to the undue increase of other species of animals, insects, or plants. End of section 15. Recording by Maggie Travers in Murfreesboro, Tennessee.